Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Forgot to turn the theme song up right away. <laughs> Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my fiance, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much? It's been a good week here. It's July 31st. 1998. Can you believe the summer's almost over already? Summer's almost over. Some, some, summertime. Some, 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 summertime. Isn't that a Teddy Ruxpin song? <laughs> I don't know. You are entirely too <laughs> obsessed with Teddy Ruxpin. I love I Teddy you, Ruxpin. I think you've said his name more than mine. <laughs> Even in bed. Well, he is cute. Wow. <laughs> Not as cute as you, though. And not as fuzzy. Yeah. I'm cuddlier than Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> hey, you ever hear this joke? Speaking of uh, fur and stuff like that, uh, a animal expert came in to talk to the class, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got a rooster and a cat with him. And little Johnny says to him, how many legs does that rooster have? He said, two legs. He goes, oh, that's right. He's like, how many wings does does that rooster have? And the man says, two wings. He says, okay. How many eyes does that rooster have? And the man says, he has two eyes. He goes, oh, that's right again. And then he goes, he looks at the cat and he goes, how many hairs are on that cat? And the man goes, I don't know. And he goes, so let me ask you a question. How come you so know so much about cocks, but not much about pussy? <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that joke's like, Carol? Um, now to an O? It's like coming home. Mm. <laughs> That's the name of the episode of Now okay, to an O. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, it's like a joke your dad would tell or something. It's That's like, exactly uh, what I was thinking was that like, that's probably a joke your dad told you. It's like coming home. <laughs> Just like Kelly on this episode of 90210. A very special episode. They're all special episodes now. Right? <laughs> They're all very special episodes. So much emotion in this episode. You know, they're. they're... Love lost, love found. <laughs> they're very special, but not in a good way. No. no. They're special more in like the way Corky from Life Goes On was special. Right. Did I ever tell you one time I was driving down the road and I <laughs> I saw a sign that said SPED crossing. Special ed, but they abbreviated it SPED crossing. And I was like, I'm driving by there. I said to my friend that I was with, I'm like, like they travel in packs? <laughs> the fuck is going on? It's weird that they would have a sign for that. Yeah. I have never seen a sign like that, ever. Also, there used to be a deaf child. Like, where I grew up, there was a deaf child at play sign, right? Mm-hmm. I went back to my old hometown, like, a few a few years ago. Mm-hmm. It was still there. Yeah, they never kid, take they, those things down. They can never grow up. Right? Yeah, they. I know. They have, they have, like, special needs kids, blind kids, deaf kids. They have those signs everywhere. And it's like, yeah. They never take them down. No, it's weird. Because it's just telling you to slow down, right? So they're like, why take it down? Yeah, exactly. People need to be careful. You know who else needs to be careful? 
Brandon with his handling of Kelly on this episode of 90210. Okay. I think every... I think we should just tell stories for the entire time <laughs> we do the show, and then we'll just we'll just somehow link it back to nine hundred two one zero at the end. Or we could be totally mean and just be like, "Oh, well, we're we're too tired. We're not going to talk about this episode anymore." Right? No. Oh, Kelly. Yeah. So Kelly is, as the episode says, coming home. She's coming home like Chris Christopherson, but with, uh, with horrible memories of the Vietnam War. Sure. Or horrible memories of getting shot and having a pulmonary embolism, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, she's got some trauma to she deal with. She really does. Um, but yeah, instead of coming home to the home in which she last lived, which is with Brandon, right. she's going to the Malibu Barbie Dream House. Exactly. Beach House, whatever. Yeah. With what a, it is. With Donna. And it's so funny because I don't remember what was happening exactly, but Donna looks at Dave and goes... Well, she doesn't live here anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, but but Kelly thinks she does, man. Right. Well, and Steve says something about it too, where he's like, he's not, she's not coming back to here, and he was like, he she, she doesn't remember living here. She remembers living there. So we want her to be around stuff she remembers. Don't you want her to be around stuff she doesn't remember that mm-hmm. she should remember? You like, would think, yeah. Try to jog her memory yeah, more. Exactly. Why don't you fuck her a couple times, Brandon? See if that. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's coming. Uh, oh, pun intended. Right. Um. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. Your brain's done. <laughs> the you said too many words. Wind. Pop. Carol. Uh, Carol <laughs> reached her limit of words she can say each day. <laughs> now she's done. Um. Oh no! Seriously. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So I'm helping you. So she gets to go home. She goes home to the Malibu Barbie beach house. Oh, I remember now what I wanted to say. Okay. Her room is still the same. Why? I don't know. It's like when a kid moves out to go to college and the parents just leave the room like a shrine. It's like when a kid dies right? and they don't do anything with the room. I mean, isn't she supposed to have lived there, like, all summer, like, for several months now? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So, what the fuck? And And Donna gives Kelly her diary. Why does Donna have her diary? Shouldn't Brandon have her diary? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, shouldn't Valerie have her diary? Exactly. (laughs) I guess she was holding on to it for her. I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's, It's all weird. So... Weirdly, not a lot happens with Kelly in this episode, to be honest with you. Okay. Not that I remember. And I think maybe that's why you were having problems with it, even though the title of the episode is Coming Home, which is what she's doing. But essentially, she comes home from the hospital. She stays at the beach house for a while. As you said, she reads the diary. She says to, well, first of all. Before she does that, there's other things that happen. I, well, I can't remember them then. Um, but uh, what's his name talks to her? Oliver? What the fuck is this? What the fuck? Noah? Yeah, Noah. I was thinking, you know, uh, little cousin Oliver that ruined the fucking Brady Punch. Okie dokie. Anyway, so Oliver talks to her. Noah talks to her and says, hey, let's go for a walk. And she was like, oh, that didn't. Or no. 
she says, let's go for a yeah. walk. And he was like, that didn't work out too well last time. And she's like, I don't really care about anybody. Yeah, she's like, I don't remember who I'm supposed... He said uh, people didn't seem too happy about it or please. People didn't seem too pleased. She's like, I don't remember who I'm supposed to please. So I'm just going to please myself. And we were like, oh, Kelly's coming back. Yeah, it did sound like a very Kelly thing to say. Um, But... I think they do go for a walk, I yes, guess. Yes, they, they do, yes. But Noah is very much, like, he's talked to the writers, and the writers <laughs> are like, we're going to do an about face, Noah. Sorry, you're not interested in Kelly anymore at all. You have no interest in her whatsoever. You had a conversation with Brandon, and that's it. You just turned it off, that's all. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Now your world's complicated, and you're going to talk to Valerie, which we'll get to. But, I mean, that's not his choice. No, well, I mean, Valerie's it's the writer's choice. Him, you know, like a Come truffle on. pig. <laughs> wow. Never before have I, have I seen someone so beautiful be maligned so often. Wow. By somebody else so beautiful. But mm. <laughs> you're more beautiful than Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Sure. And fuzzier. I assume. <laughs> what the fuck? It's the Teddy Ruxpin thing you said about me. Yeah, but you're a boy. You're supposed to be fuzzy. Yeah, I know. You're not fuzzy, but... I am not fuzzy. No. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. <laughs> but you do have hair. Everybody has hair. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, Fuzzy Wuzzy didn't. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Kelly and Noah go for a walk. And after that, after he apparently is kind of like, yeah, backing off of you... Mm-hmm. She decides she wants to spend time with Brandon. Yeah. Because she's trying to fall in love with him or whatever. Right. She's like, I just, I want to see if I can remember. Well, she asks, first First of all, she does say to Donna, she's like, oh, Donna, um, I feel very close to you. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm just going with my instincts. I, you know, even if I don't remember, I feel close to you. And she's like, I feel close to Valerie, too. And she's like, and, uh. Donna's like, hmm, maybe your instincts are the best. Yeah. <laughs> but she says, do I really love Brandon? Because Do- or Valerie had been, like, casting doubts. Right. She goes, do I really love Brandon? And Donna's like, yes, you do. Yeah. So all of a sudden she's like, okay, well, I guess I love Brandon then. So she Forget go- that picture of Noah. Who gives a shit? Right. Well, truly, it's just some abs, come on. Um- but, I mean, like... They set all this up in one episode, and then, like, I hate how they throw things out the window. They do it all the time. They're just like, ah, forget it. Yep. Well, maybe, I feel like they constantly had, like, people feeling out audience reactions to things Uh, and, like, just changing things based on that. They must be doing that. Because I don't think anybody liked that idea. But how are they getting their information? Like, are they just polling audience members? Are they, like, are people writing in? I don't know. They're emailing <laughs> 90210 at AOL.com. Right. So she goes to the newspaper to ask Brandon to take her to dinner. Yeah, the, the new newspaper they're starting. The Beverly Beat. It's stupid. Yeah, it's, it's a not, stupid name. It, uh, yeah, it sounds like domestic violence. <laughs> and Steve is working tirelessly on the phone trying to get advertisers. Not going well. And they hire one employee who's mm-hmm. a writer. No. No, she's not a writer. Nope. What the hell is she doing? Oh, take another crack at it. Sales? Nope. 
don't know, Mark. Graphic designer. Really? Yes, she's a graphic designer. Okay. She said that she had a better offer from a more established paper. Correct. And yet, she still said yes to them. Because they're honest. It's so stupid. Like The other paper? William Randolph first. <laughs> but I mean, like, I get she's young and probably just graduated like them, so she's, like, full of idealism and has very few bills, but sure. still, you have a better offer, you take the better offer. Yeah, absolutely. But she decides to stay there even when they tell her they have no insurance and no benefits. Mm-hmm. So we have Steve doing sales. Brandon is the editor-in-chief, and now we have... And the writer. He's writing all the articles so far. Right, and now we have a graphic designer, apparently. Yep, and she's designing the the layout of the paper itself. But throughout the episode, they do put together and release their first issue, apparently with no advertisements, it sounds like. And yeah. then they start getting calls for advertising. So maybe, maybe they'll do something. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Like, Brandon's even, like, almost, like, giddy and disillusioned at the same time. He's like, we don't even know if it's going to go to press. We don't know if we're right. going to have another issue. So, yeah. They have a theme song, though. They can do a commercial, I'm sure. We got the beat. We got oh. the beat. We <laughs> got the beat. God, I just thought I forgot something. Yeah, we got the beat. That would be a perfect theme song. Yeah, they just have to... You know, license it through the Go-Go's. <laughs> but so Kelly has gone there and asked Brandon to take her out to dinner. Mm-hmm. Seems like they're having a decent time. Yeah. She asked to go back to their house. Yeah, she does. She even asked to go up to their bedroom yeah, in a suggestive manner. she does. Brandon was very excited. Mm-hmm. But she does not like what she sees when she gets up there. No, his penis is too <laughs> weird looking. <laughs> It's not even small so much as it's just like orange. Oh. <laughs> God. But he had been eating Cheetos, so. Oh, my Lord. Um, so he still had the, the wallpaper samples on the on the wall that they'd been arguing right. about before all this happened. Mm-hmm. And that reminded me of the argument they had where, like, she's basically like, this place doesn't look like me at all. I have no, you know, this it's is your blonde. room. <laughs> She felt like she didn't have any influence on the way things looked. She's like, if this is supposed to be my home, I need to change some yeah. shit. So but she like hadn't a gotten middle-aged to... couple uh, decorated this. Right. But she hadn't gotten to do that yet. So she walks in there. She looks around. She's like, this is, doesn't feel good. This doesn't she, feel right. She gives him the double middle fingers. <laughs> and is like, I'm out. Yeah. She's very upset and leaves. So mm-hmm. no good. Didn't it seem like she was like, yeah, let's go upstairs and have sex. Didn't it yeah. seem like that was what was happening? Yeah. And if there had been an ounce of pink in that room, I think, <laughs> I think he would have been all right. I don't understand the hesitation, though. Like, if she goes up there and she's like, we're going to have sex. Like, why Why just, like, walk out like that? I don't she know. didn't want to fuck him. But why? Just because it doesn't look like she lived there? Like, how does that affect your libido, Kelly? I don't, I don't know. Did she really think it's all been a lie and a trick to get her into the bedroom? Like She makes a point earlier in the episode about how it's scary to try to get close to somebody you don't remember. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you're supposed to love this person or whatever. You don't even remember them. That, that's scary. But she never gives the, co- she never says the corollary because she's talking about knowing everything too. She did, She never gives the corollary, which is like, if I were in this position, yeah, it'd be weird to like live with somebody that, I'm supposed to love, I don't remember or whatever. But 
I would also be terrified of finding someone new. Right. I would be terrified that I would find someone new and then all of a sudden my memories would come back and I'd be like, fuck, I'm supposed to be with somebody else. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a hard situation for sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, like if I were Brandon, I wouldn't want to necessarily be sticking around either because that's painful. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you could see they could both move on and like 10 years later she could remember. Yep. But. Lucky for us. She goes back to the beach house. Mm-hmm. She calls up Brandon. And she's like, you fucking stayed with me every night when I got shot. And you stayed with me when I was on cocaine and whatever. And something about Dylan. And he's like, you remember? And she goes, no, I'm reading my diary. Yeah, Donna gave it to me. Donna gave me my diary. Why wasn't that the first thing Donna did? Yeah, she should be reading her diary. She could have just been reading it in the hospital. Right. It's a great way to try to get your memories back. But, so she's very appreciative of Brandon now. Yeah. She's like, oh, you're kind of cool, I guess, right? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I'm the coolest guy on the show now. Right, now that uh, Luke Perry is gone. <laughs> um, and then she's talking to her mom, and all of a sudden she remembers. Mm-hmm. It triggers something, and she remembers something about Brandon. She goes to grab her necklace with yeah. the ring on it, and it's not there. And she's like, I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. And then she remembers. And she's like, but I know what it is. About Brandon. She goes and finds Brandon's orange penis. <laughs> what is up with the orange penis, I you don't know. weirdo? That's Brandon. So again, she tracks him down at the newspaper. Apparently, this is where he lives now. Yep. And she tells him that she remembers him. And, and she, yeah. Oh no. No good. And immediately they make out because that's that's what you do. And she gives him the ring. Mm-hmm. She's like, I knew I needed our ring or whatever. Yeah, and she turns her back to him so he can, like, put the necklace back on her. And he's like, I'm not putting this back on you until we mean it for the rest of your life. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so she cries. Yeah. And happy tears, though, because apparently they assume that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what other, you know, horrible things occur to keep them apart because, you know, they've got to. Like, it seems like as soon as they're actually together and happy, the show's just going to end. Kelly, uh... Kelly walks outside and a piano falls in her head. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to remember what else was going on. So David sure. is working with a band for the After Dark who mm-hmm. needed a place to stay. Why are all these... What? Closer to the microphone, please. <laughs> Why are all these um, musicians so poor that they can't afford a hotel? And they, they're, they haven't made it. But, okay... But, you know, you don't have strange musicians just live in your house. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but they don't have jobs. <laughs> they have jobs. He's paying them. He's not? David's not paying them to perform at the After Dark. Oh, well, maybe he gave, yeah, maybe he did a couple times, sure. But, yeah. But they're, they're hanging out a bunch, and, like, Donna at first is like, ugh, and then she agrees to letting the one guy stay. Mm-hmm. And then they've all, they're like... Donna and David are supposed to have, like, a romantic evening, and they all come over. And they're basically throwing a party. Like, she brought food to make them a romantic dinner, and the guy's She'll like... sea bass. <laughs> it's weird. Um, and the guy's like, oh, I'll, I'll buy food, you know. Yeah, don't, don't cook. I'll order some pizza or something. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? 
And she's like, what about your girlfriend? Isn't she going to be miss you or whatever? He's like, I'll invite her over. <laughs> and then he starts talking about the contract and everything. And then, and we don't get a resolution to this. I, oh, yeah. I didn't realize. And then Donna's walking by, and he's, I guess he's talking to his girlfriend on the phone, and he's like, now, I'm going to say an offensive thing, so Uh-oh. everybody prepare yourselves. Uh, he says, no, 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 it's good. Nobody's going to Jew me down. Oh, on yeah, this that was contract. awful. And it's like, it's like a war flashback. Donna walks <laughs> by him, and it's like, it, it echoes in her head, like, Jew me down, Jew, Jew, Jew me down. <laughs> and she's like, ah. And it, like the, the camera gets all shaky and sepia-toned. That would have been better, honestly, than what they do with the show, but yeah. Um, so Donna is Jewish? I mean, I think for sure David is, but David's I don't... David's Jewish. We've I don't know if her. she is. I think she's Christian. Yeah, so she's not Jewish, so mm. I don't know, but, but I guess maybe she's offended on David Silver's behalf. Sure. I mean, they're in a Jewish man's house. Yeah. And they're talking like that. That's not cool. It's no, It's no good at all. So, but yeah, that is like the whole thing. It's like those guys are still there. They still haven't signed the contract when They're the episode's ending. Apparently, too. Yeah, they seem to be. So, I don't know. And then Steve, um, sure, has some Steve stuff next. going on. I guess. Yeah, Steve's got some stuff. <laughs> so Nat and the waitress lady, Carly, is that her name? I think so. Yeah, because I th- I was thinking of Carly Simon. Okay. You're so vain. You probably think the song is about Steve. So they're, yeah. I'm trying to remember where, where where did we see they were in their like peach pit uniform, so they weren't at the peach pit. I think they were at the paper. Mm, they were at the yes, they were at the paper. Why at were one they point. at the paper? That's they so were, weird. They were delivering food. Okay. To them, <laughs> they took both of them to deliver food. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Nat uh, needs to get that paycheck. So. <laughs> Before that, though, they saw them in a club. Yeah. And Carly's all dressed up or whatever, and Steve's like, uh, and he walks away. Mm-hmm. And she says to Brandon, she's like, oh, he doesn't like me or whatever. He's like, oh, you keep saying no to him. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay, sorry, I didn't know that I had, I didn't have the right to fucking refuse him. Like, <laughs> Sure she does, but why would she expect him to be happy to see her? I don't know. But anyway, so... He sees her at the paper and he's like, yeah, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I have a date tonight, but I'm going to have to cancel it because nobody's uh, there to watch my kid. And, you know, I'm looking for a responsible guy. And he's like, oh, you know what? I'll watch your kid. It's so weird. Why? Like, why he would he offer? to be responsible. And why does she accept? Because she's desperate. But she doesn't trust him. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't tell you. Sometimes you leave your kid with people you don't trust. I guess. If you're, if you're desperate enough to get laid. But she does not like the guy she goes out with. No. He turns out to be a boring insurance salesman. And Steve and the kid have all kinds of fun. And the kid's like, I wish she was out with you, Steve. Yeah. Steve's like, hey, why don't you check this out? And he start, he like reaches towards <laughs> his so pants. Weird. And I was like, what the fuck is about to happen? <laughs> right. <laughs> but then he's like, oh, and he makes his, his belly button talk. I feel like we've seen this before. 
I feel like he did a belly button talking thing before. Maybe he was drunk or he was playing around with Claire. I don't, but I feel like this is something he keeps in his back pocket. I've seen it be in his front pocket. <laughs> I've seen it before when I was five. Have you? Have you seen a real life person do that no, before? Because no. that's some fucked up shit. No, I haven't. <laughs> and then he and then he pulls up the kid's shirt and he's like, "What's your belly button say?" Right. Uh, mine says, "Get the fuck off me, Steve." <laughs> Mine says, mine says CPS is a phone call away. <laughs> you freak. But yeah, him and the kid are really bonding and it's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we're laying the groundwork. We can all see where it's going. And then Carly comes home and he's like, yeah, the kid's in bed. Why don't you give me a fucking kiss? <laughs> She's like, no. She's not that mean. No, but she doesn't give him a kiss. She does not. He's like, how about a kiss? And he, she was like, I'll give him one for you. Yeah. I'm not giving you one. I don't understand what her problem is. I don't understand why he likes her. That too. Like, the whole thing's just weird. Is he sexually attracted to horses? <laughs> yeah, she's not pretty. She's not nice. And she has a child. And he's like 22 years old. Yeah. Come on, Steve. Like, I, I realize that, you know... Claire must have just fucked you up, but you still deserve better. Yeah. But that's what's happening with Steve. Yeah. I think that's it. No, not at all. What else? What else we got? So there are two other major storylines. Oh, yeah. Noah and Valerie. Well, there's one. Yep. Noah and Valerie. No Val. What's the other one? Donna. Okay, we'll get to it. <laughs> okay, so Noah and Valerie. It's the one that's going to carry on to the next episode, I'm sure. Valerie, um, like I said, you know, sniffs him out, tries to... Oh, my God. <laughs> tries to find him to get some. And he's working she's on... She's also being courted by, like, some fucking... Because she's working with Donna, and she's being courted by, like, some billionaire dude. Yeah. Who's like, I am going to be flirty with you, and I want to have sex with you. And she's like, mm, no thanks. And Donna's like, wow, you must be really hung up on Noah. Yeah, which is weird. Um, but she go- she thinks Noah's poor, mm-hmm. even though he's not. But she thinks he is. So she goes to find him, and yeah, it takes her a long time to go to the houseboat. Well, it's not his boat though. He's like doing work on it for somebody else, right? Yeah. So. But he's like, she goes, hey, what the fuck? Why don't you, I'm good enough to have sex with once and that's it? Yeah, she's like, why aren't you uh, pursuing me? And he's like, no, that's not it. I'm brooding. God, he's a I'm t- mysterious. He's a terrible actor. He really, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, man. But, one oh. of the worst. Yeah, sorry to the guy that plays Noah. I don't, I don't remember your fucking name. But Jesus Christ, I hope you don't get work after this. Like, I don't understand because he's only average looking. And he's not a good actor. So, like, who did he fuck to get on the show? I think he's related to one of the producers or something. He has to be. He must be, yeah. Because there's, like, yeah, there's no... Why is he on the show? He's a terrible actor. But Valerie's like, what, is there somebody else? And he's like, yeah, that's it. She's like, oh, it must be Donna. And he's like, no, I'm not, I don't love Donna or whatever. Donna? Sorry, Kelly. I was going to say. You mix up those blondes all the time. And Donna's not even blonde anymore. Who cares? I care. So anyway, she's like, uh, yeah, whatever. Fuck you. And she leaves. Um, And then she waits outside for him to get into his car. Fucking stalker. 
And he drives off and she follows him. And he drives to, I don't know, the Hollywood Hills or something. It looked like her suicide spot. No, it's, no, no, no. No, 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 no. No, it's not in any way. There was a freeway underneath them. No, there wasn't. It was the fucking city. All right, whatever. So he parks there. And she gets out. And she's like, I thought you were going to see the other woman. He's like, well, I, I am. And... Like, I, I don't know. I'll save you some time. A lot of fucking horrible acting happens. Mm-hmm. And this stupid back and forth where the audience can figure out within a sentence or two what he's talking about. Yeah, but Valerie's like, pretending to be fucking stupid. Yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, she, she lived here. And she's like, lived past tense. Would you break up with her? And he's like, it's like, it's obvious. Right. And he's like, no, no, I didn't dump her. And she's like, well, well, why don't you get over it? She'll live or whatever. And he's like, no, she won't live. She'll never live again. And she's like, oh, she's dead. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. And tries to hug him. And he's like, get the fuck off me. And he's like talking about how like he was driving the car and like she was dying in his arms or something. Like, it's kind of like that song. I just died in your no, arms tonight. Not, not that song. Um... <laughs> What song could you be talking about? The one um, where, like, it's the old 60s song, and, and he's like... night, the car broke down upon the railroad tracks. No. Oh, okay. Never mind. I pulled you out, and we were safe, but you went running back, teen angel. No, not that one? No. Okay. Then it must be, um, um, uh... The guy's last were, kiss. Yeah, last kiss. Thank you. That um, was the one. Let's see. We were driving in my daddy's car. We didn't get very far. There in the road, straight up ahead, a car was stalled. The, the engine, engine was, was dead. dead. Yeah. I couldn't stop, so I swerved to the right. I'll never forget the sounds that night. Yes, that's oh, the song. Where, oh, where can okay, my dude. baby be? <laughs> what is Don't happening? Took her away from me. I think he's looking for a record deal. So, you know, lately. David Silver. 1994 at AWOL.com. Yeah, text us. <laughs> text? What the fuck is that? I don't know. Email us, David Silver. Goodness gracious. Okay. So Valerie's like, oh, she's dead. I'm sorry. And then she's like, don't fucking shut me out, you piece of shit. He goes back to his houseboat and she's like, don't don't shut me out. You need me. You want me. Yeah, did she follow him back there you again? You need me on that wall. You want me on that wall. He's like, well, I want the truth. And she goes, you can't handle the truth. And so, then they have sex. Yeah, they fuck again. But did she, she like, followed him again against his will? I don't know. Like, I don't remember how they ended up back there together. It's weird. He was telling her to leave him alone, and yet they're there. He doesn't want to start a relationship because he thinks he's bad for her. Because maybe he'll get in another car accident and kill another <laughs> girl. I don't know. So stupid. It's a random thing to happen. I mean, I'm sorry. It's not like he's grieving, but I mean, like, just the storyline is stupid. Yeah. He's not Dylan. No. Sorry, everyone. Not even close. Donna. What about Donna? Who's also not Dylan. That is true. Donna has a potential 
customer or potential employer. She goes and he's like, he's looking at her designs and he's like, these are fucking great. Oh, yeah. And he's like, what am I not going to hire you because we're not ready to purchase these designs yet? Well, fuck that. We're purchasing these designs. Yeah, he's talking about how, you know, amazing she is and everything. He's like, I run this company. We'll do a freelance thing. I'll pay you millions. <laughs> and she's like, oh, this is a great opportunity for me. Yeah, you didn't need to tell him that. Um, and he's like, well, go and don't even worry about any shady doors that you pass by. <laughs> and so she leaves and all of a sudden bursting out of one of these doors is an immigrant child with her arm horribly burned mm-hmm. because she was working a steam press. Yeah, they've got a sweatshop going. Now, let me ask you a question. Maybe this is me being ignorant, but aren't most sweatshops overseas? Um, I mean, I don't know maybe most of them, but I'm sure there are some here. I would think that makes more sense because that's where all the people you want to exploit live. Obviously not because they have illegal immigrants here in our country. You're assuming that these immigrants are here illegally. Um, honey, if they were legal American citizens, they wouldn't be working for less than minimum wage in a sweatshop. Yeah, I guess that's probably true. So this guy's a monster. Yes. It turns out. And so, so Donna goes to, to Brandon and she's like, you're five minutes away from deadline. Here's a story for you. <laughs> Publish it now. And he's like, no, no, we're going to wait till next week. He, he looks at the camera and he's like, we're going to wait till next week, folks. And then he winks. <laughs> So, yeah, so she's, you know, throwing away her opportunity because she wants to help the sweatshop by bringing light to it. She wants by to help in, the sweatshop. No, help the people in the sweatshop. But here's my problem, though. It's not going to help them at all. Like, she's taking away their ability to support themselves. Yeah, Carol's point of view is that these people should be exploited. No, I'm not saying they should be exploited, but I'm saying it's not going to change anything Except shut down this one shop with this one asshole, and then all these people are out of a job. If I if it was going to make him pay them a living wage, that'd be different, but that's not what's going to happen. Well, they're not just out of a job. They're going to be deported. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not good. It's not helpful. Yeah, so you should just let it happen. I mean, you know, there's nothing else you can do. Come on. What? I'm just, I'm like, that's a very defeatist attitude. It's not, I'm just looking at the whole big picture. You can't just, she can't just run around like, oh, I'm going to just save everybody, not understanding the ramifications of things that she does. I'm a rich white woman. I can save every, exactly. every, every brown person I want to. That's Donna. Yeah, that is Donna. So, yeah, so next week we'll get to see them take down the sweatshop. And yeah. I'm, I bet they'll find some way to give it a good happy ending because it's I a bunch know. of rich white people writing the show. But I'm exactly. telling you, in real life, this would not be a good thing. Donna's mom will be like, you know what, I'm going to employ all of you. <laughs> right. As domestic servants. But you'll be making minimum wage. Congratulations. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is the episode for the week, Carol. So you can write us at latefee1994aol.com. Yep. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yep. And share the tapes with your friends. I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.